0: Are listening to Aldrin Simpia on SAFM. It is 22 minutes after four o'clock. We're in conversation next with the Dr Nduguya Gendlovu, who is a Manager for Archaeology at the Sand Parks. So as part of our Hashtag Heritage Month 2023 um, coverage, we unpack the importance of cultural heritage within the protected areas of national parks. Um, the national parks work alongside communities to manage access to heritage sites, such as memorials. National parks are also responsible for assessing and curating cu- curatorian um, artifacts that form part of the museums within the protected areas. Researchers at these parks are also looking into the impact of climate change on the preservation of heritage. To share more insights around this, Dr. Ndlovo now joining us, the Manager for Archaeology at SEN Parks. Dr. Ndlovo, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. How does it feel working in uh, the archaeology space? Um, how does it feel when you guys discover new things and discover and have conversations about um, the preservation of what has been discovered?
1: Well, I encountered archaeology by mistake. <laughs> really? Um, and it's purely, you know, thanks to a lack of career guidance. Okay. Uh, because uh, I come from a school setup up where um, a Gardens period was a free period um, yeah. for we us. We know to that play story. Around, yeah. Um, yeah. So I encountered archaeology at the university, you know, absolute mistake. And um, I stayed in this um, field uh, purely for two reasons. First reason um, was because uh, when I first uh, got introduced to archaeology, I didn't see uh, people of my skin color um, who were, you know, um, experts in the industry. And I felt that something has to change, um, and um, I want to be part of that change, and that's why I became an archaeologist. But uh, also, I mean, uh, depending on what uh, period uh, you specialize in uh, as an archaeologist, discovering anything becomes, you know, um, uh, exciting. Trying to analyze and telling a story out of that discovery becomes exciting. You remind me of an experience two years ago, um, in one of the sites we are excavating here in Koga. Where you know um, I was helping with the excavation team, and um, we discovered a pot, um, that was a full pot. It was out of archaeological context in the language that we use, but for me, the fact that uh, you know I was able to uh, excavate, you know, that whole pot, and probably thousands of years later yeah. still find find it, you know, absolutely intact uh, the way it was, was just an amazing experience. Yeah. And you start to wonder. Uh, and want to tell the stories about that particular
0: pot. And, and what, what's the story behind that pot?
1: Well, I mean, it was just a, a pot that, uh, that would have been used at the time, you know, um, of uh, that era being occupied, you know, um, and um, you know, it's it's an ordinary pot that uh, you know we find so many. But what was but pat- uh, particularly important about it, as far as I'm concerned, was that it's very rare to find full pieces of um, i mean full pots yeah. that are still uh, intact. intact in fact you find them a lot but it's always you know just pieces and pieces and that you broken, can yeah. put together and put up but yeah just to find that whole intact piece was was was, was, well, an was amazing incredible. experience
0: so, so there's that one part which speaks to the speech which also speaks to the heritage and the rich history of of the area but then there's also the human part of it um, yeah. and those who still remain behind one of the stories that we covered as uh, SABC News is looking at the Bahalaka people of Balaburra in in Limpopo. Speak to us about why is it important also for um, people who have been dispossessed, people who have been replaced also uh, by um, decisions that were taken before. How do you also ensure that they are also able to still claim a stake on that heritage that is now part of the tourist attraction that we use, but also part of the research in the science space of biodiversity?
1: I think we need to uh, create a balance. Uh, as scientists we need to appreciate that uh, you know um the presence of these archaeological sites it's important on one side because I call them the windows into the past. Uh, it is through understanding uh, what you know the archaeological record is telling us that we are able to tell you know the rich story of South African history. However we must balance it against uh, the realization and and the practical re- reality. That some of these sites, and it's not all of them, yeah. but some of these sites still carry spiritual uh, significance, you know, for people who are still very much alive today. And as Africans, we know just um, how significant you know the, the performance of ritual ceremonies uh, is in our life space so it's important that uh, as the organization we still allow people for sites that are within our parks we allow people access to come into the park and perform the ritual ceremonies as they will see them fit you know for their purposes because it's part of an individual's existence you know for that to happen uh, some will tell you that if i'm not allowed to perform ritual a you know this might actually uh, be the outcome And it's always going to be a negative outcome, so it's very important uh, to create that balance. Uh, And the last leg of that balance is to ensure that while that um, um, site is um, being studied, while that site is being actively accessed for ritual purposes, the same site is actually um, you know out there you know for people to come and visit as visitors and learn about the rich history of our past.
0: Then there's the the economic element to it as as well. And one of our listeners, uh, the one who actually won the to come and spend time with us um, here, was speaking this morning about how land is um, is the first heritage, and that's that's the argument that he that he puts forward but then also you're also dealing with economic fundamentals where um, there is this great track of land that is available and you have private interest that wants to access the land with the purpose of creating business, of course, and part of um, the business business offering of an area such as the Kruger National Park. How do you ensure that while you give access to people who may have the money to purchase the land, that you don't do it in such a way that it also deprives Whatever is at the core of what it means to be Kruger National Park, what it means to be sand Park, which also includes the preservation of that heritage that we spoke about.
1: it's It's very important that um, you know under all circumstances, we appreciate that the old approach uh, of managing protected areas you know um, has not worked and everyone has recognized that to come with a fortress um, attitude of just thinking that uh, you're going to put up w- um, high fences mm-hmm. and, uh, and the mighty fences, such that everyone who cannot afford you know, is kept out of um, that particular space. It doesn't work. It has been proven you know, um, to be the case. But it's also important that we appreciate that we are an African country and as an african country you know we should uh, uh, guard against ensuring that we've got policies that actually prevent people from performing things that are dear to them and therefore they must be allowed to have access you know to the park and we must you know preserve those archaeological sites you know, accordingly so it's very important you know to um, to maintain that balance so that protected areas don't become isolated you know landscapes for only a few but I think what is also, you know, um, of critical, you know, importance here, is to ensure that at all times, um, we appreciate that that which is important, is not only for the few. Yeah but it's for all of us as South Africans, it's for all of us as citizens of the world.
0: Yeah. Just a quick final one, what would you think some, or what would you say some of the key priorities are um, if, we, if we forecast in the next 20 years when it comes to archaeology in South Africa, but also archaeology in um, working with, um, working with um, organizations such
1: as Sandparks? Well, archaeology um, still has to be transformed um, as a discipline, and transformation is not just about the skin color, In a transformation for me, it's also about uh, the ideologies that we infer from the archaeological record. All of us, as individuals, we can go and um, you know um, excavate the very same site, but uh, how we are going to interpret it will be different, informed by our different ideological you know foundations, be them uh, be they cultural, be they religious, you know be uh, they whatever you know a form of thinking has been embedded to us. So you know we need to transform so that we can transform the interpretation of the archaeological record. But I think as far as uh, St. Parks is concerned, there's still so much research to be undertaken in terms of knowing even more about the different archaeological sites. So we don't just focus on the limited sites that we've come to know and we keep repeating the same story. But we actually research much wider and in even other landscapes that have not been... Attractive to researchers to the same extent.
0: Well, you're reminding me of a conversation that we had last week with another scientist who spoke about neo-colonialism in science, a topic that we said that we're going to bring to the fore here oh. um, on the station and on the show. But thank you so much for your time, Doctor Anduia Kendlovo, is a managing as a manager for archaeology at San Parks. It's a minute after half past four.